0: Hello,
1: and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with your hosts, Kirk and Kevin Weber. This is the show for fans of sports, music, and popular culture. In this episode, we'll discuss the MLB playoffs and record-setting strikeout numbers, who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and a little app of baseball. Please join us on Double Take. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Double Take. I'm Kirk Weber. And I'm Kevin Weber. And I guess the question is why are we here? Um, So, podcasting, we all love it. Um, I'm a high school teacher in Troy, well, I live in Troy, Michigan, and I teach in Lake Orion, Michigan. And I had an assignment for my kids to create a podcast. I was experimenting with it and I um, was talking with my twin brother, Kevin. And said, we have a lot of ideas, and maybe we could share some of those in a podcast. Why don't we try this? It's kind of free. We kind of set up the technology the right yes, way. Yes, and
0: um, well, we've been kind of talking about this for a while. And then finally, the other day, we just said, well, let, let's just go for it. So so I'm over here in Grand Rapids, and you're over there by the Detroit area, and uh, the modern technology puts it all together for us. So pretty amazing.
1: So, what we're planning on doing is having different segments and things. In this episode, we're going to have some talk about baseball, some talk about Apple baseball, which is kind of an interesting hobby that we like. Um, I have a segment that I um, want—I kind of did on, or I'm going to do on Kevin, which is uh, on the spot. Um, and... You know, those are the basic things, you know, we'll uh, kind of be feeling our way through on a couple new segments, but we have a lot of ideas and things we can talk about. Some of them will be, you know, cultural things or things that are going on at the time. A lot of sports Um, and also and probably not in this episode, but some talk, of course, about the Beatles because we're huge fans.
0: Yes. So, um, you know, we we both have very similar interests, um, you know, both being high school teachers. Um, and both being lovers of the same sports like baseball, but, you know, we'll bring in other things like Michigan State well, sports, maybe not football necessarily this year, but uh, and, uh, and traveling and, um, you know, stuff. You know, I'm a, I'm a high school and college umpire, so those things might get brought into the conversation at some point. So it's just a variety of things that's going on. I mean, we geek out about Star Wars and Star Trek, so we'll probably bring that in at some point as well. So it should be pretty exciting.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, down the line, we'll, uh, we'll like everyone to maybe check out our new Twitter, uh, handle, which is double take cast uh, on Twitter. So it's just, you know, double take and then C A S T. And if you could follow that, uh, occasionally we'll uh, talk about things that would be good to check out there, especially if there's a visual needed or, or some article link or something like that. And then of course, any feedback anyone wants to give us. Yes. All right. So let's, um, Let's kind of start off with our first section here um, and we'll get it rolling um, right after these messages.
0: So the 2019 Major League Baseball playoffs have started. And uh, we've been very entertaining so far. We're in the uh, American League and National League Championship Series. The Nationals so far have gotten off to a great start. We know they're up uh, two games to nothing. But what are you thinking as far as uh, who you're rooting for for these, and who do you think is going to win? Well, I know that we
1: we'll, we're going to agree on this. That um, you know, I don't root for the Yankees because they win. They've won so much. So I'm rooting for Houston, even though Houston, with all their winning has made them less of a darling to people, but I'm still rooting for Houston over the Yankees. And then I'm definitely very happy with the, the Nats quick start um, because the, you know, really the Cardinals, if you look at their history are kind of like the Yankees of the national league. So um, I'm happy with how that's going. I really want to see a Houston, Washington World Series, if possible.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I'd like to see, and there's no doubt I'm really pulling for the Nationals, especially with our Tigers being so awful, and they're going to be so awful for quite a few years from now, I think. <laughs> but uh, you know, with the uh, with the mm-hmm. Yankees, you know, of course, if people listen to us, they'll see that we don't like the Yankees, we don't root for the Yankees, but. I think you would agree that we both really respect the Yankees. The Yankees make baseball fun. The Yankees have great players. You know, the the Yankees, when they're in the playoffs, they they get, you know, higher ratings and make it more interesting. It's nice to root against them. That's why, I mean, I'm sure that Major League Baseball hated that the Dodgers lost because now you have, you know, two teams in the Midwest left and then, you know, two teams in the you know, on the East Coast and you got nothing out West. So, um, but, you know, I'm, I was okay with the Dodgers losing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and, I'm, and i and I, I hope that the Astros can take right. care of, uh, take care of the Yankees.
1: You know, as I, I was looking at, um, you know, you and I have had conversations off, off the podcast about strikeouts and just the tremendous amount of strikeouts that have been, you know, going on over the last few seasons. The fewest strikeouts in the 2019 season was Houston. They were number one. Yeah, exactly. They struck out only 1166 times. Okay. Yes. And um, the number four fewest strikeouts was Washington at 1308. Then you drop down to the other two teams left in the playoffs. The Cardinals struck out 1420 and the Yankees were 17th at 1437 And, um, if you look at teams with how many strikeouts their pitchers get, Houston always is the top on that too, which is interesting. I, you know, we talk about strikeouts and then the parallel that could go with launch angles and all the metrics that Mm -hmm. are being used, but if you're not putting the ball in play, um, then that's not going to work. Um, interesting on it as another note, our tigers finished last 30th in baseball, with 1,595 strikeouts as a team. And that's the all time AL record now. Uh, they beat the 2018 White yeah. Sox, who had 1,594, excuse me. So they beat them by one. Nobody really celebrated that. And uh, of course, the NL record was set this year too, with the Padres striking out 1,581 times. So it's like yes. it, it, the strikeouts are crazy. And that's something that I think whenever we talk about baseball, we can you know get into. But I also think how few you uh, times you strike out is going to make you a better team too. I think there's a correlation there.
0: Well, putting the ball in play and being able to move runners and um you know. Score on sacrifice flies and stuff is a big reason why these teams can, you know, win as much as they do. Of course, you know, the Astros, they have so many strikeouts for their pitchers because, you know, you got Verlander and Cole at the top of your rotation over, Mm -hmm. you know, striking over 300 each. Okay, so you're you're definitely going to have that. Um, But one of the reasons the Tigers, among other reasons, were such a boring team to watch is they struck out all the time. They almost never did anything. It was boring. Right, and you don't even add in yeah. the yeah. um the
1: swings and misses, which is boring, too. Yeah, um, and, you know, just to kind of finish off the strikeout talk, I was looking at the AL season. the The fewest strikeouts ever for an AL team was the 1927 Athletics, who we know from APA Baseball and such. They only yeah. strike out 326 times. Had a bunch of Hall of Famers on that team. Uh, and then for the NL, the fewest strikeouts was the 21 Reds, three oh eight. So I think those, um, you know, if you talk about records that could stand a long time, those might stand quite a quite a while.
0: <laughs> there, are, there are many teams that have two players that have more yes. strikeouts than that. Uh, you know, two players from yes. any particular team it that is- have more strikeouts than those whole teams did. <laughs> it's ridiculous, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I love baseball. I still love it. Um, you know, I, I, the game always changes, so I understand that. But you always have to find the balance between pitching and hitting, and putting the ball in play, and not, you know. And a strikeout can be exciting, a home run is exciting, but these, like the two, the first two games with that the Nationals won. Two-one games, two-nothing games, very exciting games. Everything matters. It wasn't like, oh, it's no big deal because they're going to hit three or four home runs, and you know, it's like it's like guys hitting three pointers in basketball. It's like, well, they can just hit three three pointers in a row. It doesn't matter that you had a twelve-point lead. You can't do that because you got good pitching, and everything matters. Defense matters, all those things. It makes it more exciting. Um, And baseball needs to. You know, embrace that a little bit, and try there to has get to be some to sort itself.
1: of balance. Yeah, I mean that—that's I think the key. So, you know, that's a that's a topic that I hope we get into more. I um for as far as those stats go, I'm going to post a link to that on our Twitter, which is a Double Take Cast um, on Twitter. You know, basically you have to go at Double Take Cast, and uh, love to have anybody check that out. And among other things that we'll talk about on here, especially if there's visuals or something that we're referring to. Uh, We'll try to share that through our Twitter link. All right. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So we pretty much would have everything would be a new segment, but this is a segment that I want to call on the spot, which is ask a question to somebody and then see what they say. Right. So this Tuesday, the rock and roll hall of fame will reveal their 2020 inductees. And we love hall of fames here on our on our show. And we'll talk, I'm sure a lot over the course of months about baseball stuff, but today it's going to be, who do you think should be in the rock hall?
0: All right. Well, um, as far as I remember, you have to, um, have 25 years passed since your first recording to be eligible for the Rock Hall, mm-hmm. and then you've got to get nominated. So that gets us back to like mid-90s, basically. And right off the top of my head, I definitely think Oasis, who I think is definitely a Rock and Roll Hall of, hall of Fame type of group. But some people that maybe have been along a little bit longer than that, like um, I just saw Brian Setzer in concert, and I, I think Brian Setzer should be uh, a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think he's uh, influential enough to be in that position. Uh, and there's probably some other people that I don't necessarily like from around that time, like Marilyn Manson's probably from around that time. Maybe, but, you know, but maybe he should be in as far as his um, impact. This group, well, Weezer has been big lately, and they, they came around mm-hmm. around that time, too. They they potentially could be in as well. So that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. All right. And, you know, are you thinking like Stray Cats era for Brian Setzer or um- – well, not just that. I mean, he, he, you know, he obviously did the rockabilly stuff with the stray cats, you know, because I think they started in the late seventies, but um, it's also um, when he kind of did his whole sweep, he brought that back as well, you know? So, you know, he's got some power. You kind of need that, I think.
1: Well, I, I think for on the spot, those are good, good responses. Uh, the couple that I was thinking about that, you of know, course, you could look this up on the internet or something. Um, one, that i think would be interesting is and i don't know if you've heard of him graham parsons he was a singer songwriter kind of did a little bit with the birds uh hung out with the rolling stones when they were doing some famous recording but also was in a really cool you know band the flying burrito brothers and he just was meshing you know country and rock together he died really young he was like you know 26 or something but he wrote Songs like Love Hurts and The Return of the Grievous Angel and stuff. And I think he would be a guy that would be an influencer. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the other few that I would throw out there would be a Motown group from Inkster, the Marvelettes, you know, with Please Mr. Postman and uh, Don't Mess With Bill. I think they were a great group, female group, but I think they were overshadowed by mm-hmm. the Supremes. And they've been nominated before, but this haven't gotten in. And, um, and then from Beatle lore, I would go with Harry Nielsen. You know, he um was a great singer-songwriter. Uh did a lot of pioneering of the overdubbing, mm-hmm. um fusing some of that Caribbean sound together, you know. If James if James Taylor is in, then Harry yeah. Nielsen should be in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Harry Nilsson died a lot younger, but he, you know, with classics like Without You and Everybody's Talking and stuff, I mean, he he would deserve it. Plus, he's got that kind of I – mean, his songs are fun. Um, and then the other one that I would throw out there that I, I would, I'm i curious to see, and I don't know if they ever will and it doesn't bother me, is I have a guy that I teach next to, uh, Mr. Schrammick, who loves sticks like we do the Beatles. And they're never in the rock hall. And I always give them a hard time. Do you tell them that you're sorry? And he always me? talks about how they had four consecutive <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> certified multi-platinum albums. I mean, they had 16 top 40 singles, you know, and some of the songs like, you know, Renegade or something are pretty cool. I mean, it's just the Mr. Roboto thing that just like kills me, you know,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> but,
1: but on the other hand, I mean, it's, it, they are like, if you're talking about progressive rock and kind of, I mean, I could see, I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of Babe or something, but you know, if they were in the Rock Hall, it wouldn't be any different than a lot of other bands that are in there, you know. But so I feel kind of bad, but every year it's like, yep, oh, another year no sticks." It's, they're probably you know? <laughs> so they're probably, probably more
0: deserving, deserving than Kiss, to be honest with you. Um, and they're musically yes. more talented mm-hmm. and It's had success. more success, mm-hmm. and they probably should have been in before Kiss, you know. So, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with sticks. Okay. All right. Um,
1: so let's talk a little app of baseball um i know that that's something that we used to do a lot when we were kids and you've gotten more into i mean i've occasionally um done a few things with you because i still love it and i think it's so accurate as a way of uh for a fun way of playing the game in a realistic way but you got a little heavy into uh, being in a league uh first year in a league uh, you know why don't you tell everybody like what league you're in and, and how well, that I'm in the
0: um, the world baseball organization, which is um, uh, a, a league that is comprised of teams from all over the country. I mean, there's teams from Michigan, obviously uh, where I'm from, um, actually a couple teams from here. And then there's teams from California, Florida, Texas, uh, New York area, and o- other places out East. I think we have 14 teams in the two divisions. And I, I run the Grand Rapids Holy Harvey's and the Holy Harvey's are named after um, the great baseball umpire. And uh, so, you know, basically we have a draft in the off season and it's kind of a keeper league. If you want to think of it that way, you have certain players that you can um, kind of protect. Then um, you can make trades and then uh, we play 162 game season. You play all your home games. Um. So you play 81 games. You send directions and, and instructions to the, your opponents. And uh, they play the road games, your, your road games for you. And then uh, we have our playoffs, which are coming up on because um, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here the last few games of the season. And I'm right in the hunt for a playoff spot um, in my first year in, which would be pretty exciting to see if I can do it. The good thing is that you were able to help me um you know, look at drafts, the draft and trades and such. Um, you weren't really necessarily wanting to get into a big league like that, but I think you've kind of enjoyed that as well. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, and and it's kind of like vicariously I can help you out because, I mean, how much time have you felt like you've committed to all these, because there's like really <laughs> different seasons to
0: it, right? Oh yeah. Too much. <laughs> no doubt about that. But uh, I think about it all the time. It's like a, a huge... Ongoing chess match. I mean, when you're playing the games, you got to set up your line because you, you, you can only use um, the you know the previous because we're this is 2019, so it's 2018 statistics. Like batters can only um, play in as many games as they played. So if they played 123 games, that's all they get. All right. Now they don't really worry about the at bats because that kind of varies. Pitchers can only pitch how many innings they pitched. That's it. All right. And you really have to keep track because you can, there's a whole constitution and and I'll post a, a link to the website on, on Twitter for the WBO. You can check out the constitution and the standings and everything else and past success or failures of different teams. But, um, you know, you, once you're playing the games, you know, it just kind of goes the way it goes and your players. You, know, you don't really have injuries. If somebody, if you have an injury, uh, they're just out for the rest of that game because, you know, they already played whatever they played, you know. And the guys that played 160 games, like a J-Zero guy in APA, um, then they don't even get injured. It's only guys that are actually have some injury proneness to them. But, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. But and I'm already, um, I'm, I think I'm going to make the playoffs and I really hope I do well there. But actually, I'm just as excited thinking about what I have to do to improve my team for next year, like my potential trades. I've already gone through a whole bunch of stuff, printed off different things, looking at potential trades with each team. Because we don't draft. It's not really like an all-star kind of league. We only um, have a certain number of teams that you can draft from. So, like, for example, um, Victor Robles and um, who's the other good dude for – from the Nationals, the other stud guy that's getting all the hits. Soto, neither one of them are in the league because Washington wasn't available last year to be drafted from. I mean, they wouldn't be uh, drafted if they were available. I hope they are this year. Of course, you know, yeah. if I'm – Finishing in the playoffs, I'm not going to have one of the top picks, so I probably won't be able to get one of the guys unless I trade up or something like that. But so you don't just like get every every stud in there. Like JD Martinez is not on anybody's team because he's moved around and he's kind of been missed. You know, like he was in Arizona and they weren't there. Then he's in Boston and and so he's still not there either. He had another good year last year. He'd be a great guy to get. You know, so they don't want it to be this like a superstar league. I mean, there are superstars there. I mean, you know, is there and and you know. Stanton is there and Judge is there and those kind of guys there's a a handful of them here and there like I have Javi Baez on my team and you know he's a stud or whatever but you, you just can't just load up on guys you know and that really matters with the pitching because you can't just get all these studs all the time sometimes you gotta pitch you know lesser pitchers like a real team has to I mean that's kind of realistic you know right
1: and I, and I think what's also interesting is how you're watching what your current players that you played from 2018 are doing in 2019 and whether or not they're going to have yes, value. Yes. The next and I've had some of those cards pretty bad
0: luck this year. I mean, right. Like my starting catcher is JT Romato and, and you know, he's, he had a great year, so he'll be solid next year. But then like my DH, I took in an early round, I, I took Scooter Scooter Jeanette. And of course he got hurt and he barely played. And so I'm not going to be able to really play him. It's like, do I need to even have him for roster spot? I mean, I would think so. I mean, or I try to trade him or something. And then even guys like, um, like I had uh, Corey Dickerson, who, you know, did well when he was playing, but he only played like about one third of the season. So that's going to be a problem. And um, then I had, uh, I have Adrubal a, a, a Herrera from the Phillies who had his domestic abuse stuff and got suspended for the rest of the year. He was my starting center fielder. So, I mean, you know, there's struggles you have to deal with. And and then, you know, it's like, well, he's 27. You're going to keep him? I mean, because to me, once you start hitting 30, man, I'm looking to trade you or drop you, you know, unless you're just a stud or whatever. But, Yeah. Exactly. And, and what
1: it reminds me a little bit of is it's kind yep. of like fantasy baseball or fantasy sports, but only a little bit more to yes. it because it's delayed. So you, you have the a year.
0: certain information. Um,
1: and so you're trying, like you and I had a conversation about Josh Donaldson, you know, and we were like, you know, he's getting a little older. He's switching. We think he yeah, might, he yeah. might be on the that decline was a <laughs> and he had a great year this year, you know, but, um, but that's, yep. That's just how it goes sometimes, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll keep an eye on this. Um, I, I'm really hoping that the playoffs work out for you. I know you're waiting on a few more results and then maybe in the next couple, um, well, my magic we'll number do, was down we'll to two with six
0: games left. So, you know, I think I got a pretty good shot. Less it's just a complete failure on one way or another. So we'll see how that goes and, and then hopefully, um, uh, you know, have some success and then see how the next season goes. So yeah, I've enjoyed it for sure. All right, great.
1: Double Take is recorded using Audacity and a hobbyist plan at Zencaster.com. We use FIFI and USB microphones and distribute through Anchor.fm. Theme music... Funk in the Trunk is by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Double Take Cast or email us at double at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.